Welcome to the Leave Inspired Podcast with me, your host, Emily Denny. If you're a photographer, entrepreneur, small business owner, or creative looking for tons of tips, direction, and of course, inspiration when it comes to starting your business, then I'm so excited you're here and can't wait to share all I've learned. Well, thank you so much, Emma, for joining the podcast. Um, Welcome everyone back to the Leave Inspired Podcast. I'm so excited to have her on because we are going to be talking all about burnout, which is a crazy subject. Uh, I feel like everyone goes through it or will always be going through it. Um, And so, but before we begin, I just want um, Emma to introduce herself, um, tell us a little bit about who she is, where she's at on her journey, how you started photography, and then like clients that you serve. Yes. Um, So my name is Emma Stewart. I'm a photographer based in Utah. I've always been in Utah basically my whole life. Um, I do weddings, portraits, families, kind of just whatever's thrown my way. Um, I have been doing photography for almost eight years, which is just crazy. I started really young. So I'm actually 23. Okay. Um, so I started really, really young. Um, I think I was like 14 or 15 when I started doing portraits of my oh, wow. brother's friends because he was a senior in high school at the time. So he had all these friends that needed like senior portraits. Um, and I just started from that. Like I offered to do a bunch and then people started coming to me. And my dad is actually a marketing consultant. And he was like, that means you should start charging. And I was like, okay. <laughs> like they're coming to you now. So I was like, okay, okay. That makes sense. So I think I was charging like 20 or $30 for, I probably gave them like a hundred photos of, and we took photos for so long, like two hour shoots. I let them bring as many outfits as they wanted. Just the whole. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone starts there. (laughs) Yes. You kind of have to. And then after that, it was just word of mouth. Um, I went to a huge high school, like three, I want to say like 3,500 kids were at my high school. Oh, wow. Like a community college campus, basically. Literally. It was so big. Yeah. My graduating class was 1,200. Oh my gosh. Did that take forever? (laughs) Well, no, graduation. They nailed it. They had it down. They were very speedy. Okay. Well, that's Um, good. It was just one after the next. <laughs> That's good. But, um, it was good though, because it meant, you know, word of mouth. That's kind of what I became like known for, I felt like. So yeah. everyone just knew, like, oh, if you need photos, just like go to Emma. And that's kind of just how it started. Um, and I was doing weddings in high school. Um, my junior year of high school is when it kind of started to get busy. And then the summer before my senior year, I had weddings like every single week. Like I was just going nuts. I was way busier then than I am now. Wait, senior year of of high school. High school. Whoa, that's crazy. Yeah, it was my, let's see, in the spring. So when my graduating class needed senior photos, I knew it was going to be crazy because I obviously knew the most people in my grade. Um, Yeah. Um, so I think I, it was like 47 seniors in like 30 days or something like that. Whoa. And (laughs) it was great. And that wasn't shooting every day. Like it was just so, so crazy. And that's kind of, it's good. We're talking about burnout because I didn't even get my own senior photos done. Cause I was too busy, like stuff like that. That just is, I had a wedding on the day of my graduation and just things like that, that you just shouldn't. That's crazy. Just... Yeah. I remember my friend took like a few photos of me for graduation, but I was like, I was doing everyone's graduation photos at the time. So I remember I was like, barely got any, but I didn't really care either. I just feel like ever since I've been behind the camera, I haven't really cared as much to be in front of it. So, you know, now I look back and I'm like, oh, I kind of wish I would have had that experience. Yeah. Cause I just, I did the same thing. Like I just have one of my guy friends, he was into like videography and I was like, can you just take a couple pictures of me? And like, that was it. 
Yeah, that's what I did. Literally my roommate just took some of me with my camera. Yeah. But that was high school. And then I just went immediately full-time once I graduated high school. Um, and never looked back. That was, that was it for me. Just kept going, got busier somehow. Yeah. Which again, looking back with perspective now, I'm like, oh my gosh, I did way too much. Yeah. It was way too much. Oh my goodness. Wait, so you never went to college either? So I went to college for like two weeks. Oh my gosh. And then I dropped out (laughs) without telling my parents, which big no-no, big no-no. Do not recommend not telling your parents, especially (laughs) if they're the ones paying for it, which I was blessed enough. How long did it go without telling them? Um, Like six months. Yeah. My my mom eventually found out and I was like, mm, maybe I should tell my dad. And then I actually didn't tell him. It kind of just slipped out. I was with a bunch of family and my uncle asked me how school was going. And I was like, well, I'm not actually really in school. And I didn't <laughs> know my dad could hear everything I was saying. And he was like, what do you mean you're not really in school? And I'm like, eh, well, <laughs> there's been a miscommunication here. <laughs> I haven't That's crazy. Six months. Yeah, I don't recommend doing that. That's not my best, (laughs) not my best move. Yeah. But at the time, I think what I was doing with my work, they weren't as concerned because I'm like, luckily I could, I could get my money back from school, by the way. I should, I should say that I didn't just waste a semester (laughs) of my parents' money. Um, I got the money back, but at the time I was just so busy that I think that's when my parents were kind of like, okay, obviously what she's doing is working. Like if she's not in school, she's doing something. And yeah. so it would have been different if I was just like camped out in their basement <laughs> playing video games all day or something. Oh, yeah. But I, li- I was living on my own, paying for my own rent, paying for my own car. Like I was very independent at that point. And so I think they, oh, yeah, that's amazing. We're just kind of like, okay, well, yeah, if the I, proof, the proof is in the pudding. So, yeah, if I, if I knew I wanted to be a full time photographer before I went through college, I would have done that. Yeah. <laughs> but unfortunately, I did not know that yet. And then got stuck with a bachelor's degree mm-hmm. in human sciences, which is nothing I'm using hey, now. You know what, though? You're probably a better human for it. Hey, I needed to go through that season to learn about myself. So yes. Well, and college, I would imagine is a very good experience for, you know, I mean, like you're doing something totally different, but maybe you wouldn't have ever found photography unless I don't know, A, B, and C. And Oh, absolutely. I needed college to like figure that out and like find it. Otherwise I would have just gone off on a completely different route. That's something I didn't want to do. So Everyone finds their journey in photography somehow. Yeah, it's true. So that's kind of me, I guess. Oh, and I am married. I have been married for almost four years. I got married when I was 19 years old. Wow. Blows people's mind, but it's actually not that weird in Utah to get married that young. Yeah. I wouldn't say it's normal, but it's not like this no, I'm crazy from, unheard of thing. Yeah, I'm from Arkansas actually. Um, okay. So it's very normal in Arkansas as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely in more like religious places, I feel like it's yeah. more normal. Exactly. Um, and then I had a baby a year ago. Oh, wait, what's your baby's name? His name is Cooper. Oh, that's so cute. Yes, we call him Coop. He's really not even Cooper, like, he's just Coop. So I love that. Yeah. He's the best. It's so fun now. It was really, really hard for a really long time, but it's oh, yeah. getting better and it's fun now. <laughs> I bet it was hard to just like transitioning that and also being a full-time photographer mm-hmm. um, and learning how to balance both. I've just heard so many stories about how hard that is to balance both. And I can't even imagine. Yeah. Well, and you think, at least for me, I thought, oh, I'm going to want to spend way more time with my baby. I'm not going to want to work very much. I kind of thought like, well, I'm kind of past the point of like full time. Like Mm -hmm. I'm a mom now. And then I had my baby and I'm like, at the time I was like, I'm 22 years old. 
<laughs> like I don't have to give this up yet. Yeah. I don't have to be this like retired photographer at 22 years old. Yeah. And so that kind of woke me up. I was like, what am I thinking? Like, this is kind of just the start in a lot of ways because now oh, yeah. I have things that force me to set boundaries and I have like this whole new perspective on life, honestly. Like after I had my baby, I feel like my work got better because I had like a new perspective on life, which no way. not so recommending cool. you to have a baby in order <laughs> to get that. But it's true. Like I just saw everything so different and I saw those intimate moments so differently. Like, wow, like I've had this amazing experience and this just mind blowing experience and it made me look at weddings differently. It made me look Mm -hmm. at family portraits differently. Like I feel like my heart just doubled in size and the work was included in that. Like, oh my gosh, like I just love doing this so much. Mm -hmm. And so that was kind of interesting because I thought I wanted to do less. And then once I had my baby, I was like, no, I want more, like, give me more of this. Like I love Mm -hmm. this so much. And so that's kind of been a tricky yeah. balance. But Wait, this isn't even one of the questions, but like, how, how did you like find yourself like balancing that off right off the bat too, especially being like, oh, I still want to be in this full time, but also have a brand I new baby. I six months off. Okay. Like, completely. Really? Because, okay. Because I just needed that break so bad. Like going into having my baby, like I did weddings up until like seven and a half months pregnant in the Utah July 100 degree weather like I was grinding my whole pregnancy and I just needed a break so bad and it's almost like being pregnant like wasn't a good enough excuse for me like I (laughs) needed to have a newborn baby in order to take a break which again like I'm saying this all with perspective now like oh my gosh that's craziness but I so yeah I took six months off and then my first, so I had him in August. My first wedding wasn't until April. Mm-hmm. And I just remember that wedding destroyed me. I was like, how did I do this? Oh my God. Three times a week sometimes. Like it was so hard. And I did do like one or two sessions before that. Like I flew to Arizona for an engagement session in January by myself for like, I was gone for like 30 hours or something. Um, So I had that kind of getting back into it, but I just took it really, really, really slow. And I upped my prices a ton after Mm -hmm. I had my baby. So I was getting less work because if you know anything about Utah, it's that we're the cheapest people alive. (laughs) I've heard that a lot. I've never been to Utah. I shouldn't say we because I'm not that way, but Utah as a whole is because, yeah, it's just. I'm pretty sure our average wedding budget in Utah is like $8,000. Like that's Wait, the... like budget overall? Yeah. For their entire yes. wedding? Yes. Yes. Photos included. Yes. Like I, my budget was $10,000 for my wedding and that was like, whoa. And no I can see me right like, now, but like my jaw is dropped. Yeah. <laughs> Jaws on the floor. Well, and like, I thought $10,000 was a lot and I heard of other people's budgets like I had a friend who spent $20,000 on her wedding and I was like oh my gosh that's insane like I'm over here like holy cow and it wasn't until I started doing weddings outside of Utah that I was like wait I am the most naive oblivious person ever and like my little wedding budget of $8,000 like well I'm impressed that I made it go so far (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Is cost of living there down too? Um, that's the funny thing is, I mean, when I got married, I think it would have been like in 2018, but since then, like Utah is growing so fast. Like I think it's one of the fastest growing places like us and Idaho and Arizona. Mm -hmm. Everyone from California has decided to come to Utah and Arizona, (laughs) um, which is fine. And then, um, yeah, it's just the cost of living is up now, but people just don't want to spend money on weddings. They just, it's just such a 
casual thing here. Like it's, I wouldn't even really say it's like a, people don't really treat it like an event like this, like wedding planners. I rarely have brides with wedding planners. No way. It's just not. Yeah. It's just different. Like so interesting. It's, I kind of want to try a wedding there now. Well, <laughs> it would be hard. I say that because it would be hard if you like, we would talk before and I'd give you the lowdown okay. of how to we'll go talk. about okay. it because it's just so different. Like I, and coming from Utah, I go to other States and my experience is totally different because there's a wedding planner there, like doing everything for me. And I just show up and I take photos and I'm like, is this what it's supposed to be like? Yeah. That's I'm crazy. not the coordinator and I'm not, but. No, it is know. funny whenever you're not, you, there's no wedding coordinator or no like person running the day. Like it's kind of the photographer. It goes on point. you. Yeah. Yeah. Which is like totally not okay. If you really think about it, like boundaries wise, if we get into boundaries, like that's definitely a boundary that I'm like, I was not paid to make sure everyone's on time. And yeah, it's, it's, it's a crazy subject. Yeah. <laughs> but um so are are um then wedding clients the ones you primarily serve then right now or do you have a lot of other kind of clients yeah I have mostly wedding clients um some local like families which are so fun for me like especially after having my own baby I just love doing family photos which I used to like loathe them I thought they were for I don't know why I feel like family photos get a bad reputation. They kind of do. But I just love them so much. And especially because I feel like I get really dope families and that probably helps a yeah. lot. No, but- I feel like recently even like family photos, like getting really creative <laughs> and like editorial family photos has been such yeah. a big thing lately. Just and like candid. Yeah. Like that candid, like kids running around in the background while parents are like hanging, like just that very like, lifestyle-ish photos has been such a cool thing lately yeah I love them I think they're so fun and again like I have a lot more patience for them now (laughs) like before (laughs) if a kid was screaming I'm like okay like I'm running out of time but nowadays it's like yeah kids scream yeah that's so so cool honestly that's cool like getting that perspective and like different and I I feel like I've talked to a lot of photographers like that of just like some life event happens and then now they have a new perspective on photography or like they get married themselves and then they realize like, oh, this is how a bride is feeling during the wedding day or, you know, whatever happens yep. or they step in front of the camera and they're like, oh my goodness, like this is what it feels to feel awkward in front of the camera. And yes. So oh my gosh. Getting your anything photo like done that. is so good. Yeah. Yeah. So I it, don't do that enough. <laughs> it definitely helps. Like you bring perspective on like how your clients are feeling or what's going on in their head. Yeah. And you got to kind of practice what you preach in a way. Like hundred percent. If you emphasize in, you know, quality photography in a place that you love, you know, stuff like mm-hmm. that. It's like, well, you better be getting your photos done in a, in a place that you love with quality photographer. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my and gosh. It's good though. Like that was one of the best things I did for my business was I got my, in Utah, we do bridles. So it's kind of okay. like the sunset session on a wedding day, but cool. it's on a totally different day. That's just so, cool. so on the wedding day, you don't have to worry about it. Amazing. Um, and I did mine in Oregon in Cannon Beach because I've grown up going there like multiple times a year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had Annie Graham do my bridal photos and she Aww. was like my just end all be all. Mm. Like I just loved her. So I had her do mine there and that was a big pivotal moment of my own business. Cause I was like, wow, this is what it's like to yeah. really experience this and like location matters and who you pick yes. to have, take your photos matter. Like she just personality wise, like if you don't gel with them or if it's just in some random place that you have no type of connection with it, the, the, the photos will still turn out nice. Oh Yeah. But I just look at those photos so differently. Like, yeah. And I it's look just, at those little things matter. Yeah. yeah. Now when I go back there, I'm like, oh, 
this is such a, this is an even more special place. That's cool. That's a good perspective. So think yeah. about it. Yeah. I'm literally like, I actually like have this like scheduled post today that I'm like posting. It's just like a picture of myself, but I'm like, it, my caption is just talking about how, um, how it's so important, like stepping in front of the camera, like for myself, like learning how to do that, because now mm-hmm. I understand like where my clients are coming from and just getting that new perspective. So it's cool yeah. to just like, even hear that from you, just like really, if you are a photographer, getting in front of the camera, learning those perspectives, hearing from families, you know, like whatever you're, whatever you mainly do, um, learning perspective on that, I think is so like a whole different route to take. Yeah. It just elevates your work. Like, like you said, every kind of life event that you go through can just give you that new perspective. And you hear about people talking about it and then you go through it yourself or even like a big move. Like sometimes people move and they're like, oh, wow, I'm a totally different person now and I see things differently or yeah you know, it doesn't have to be getting married or having a baby those are like the two biggest things you can do and yeah. I don't recommend rushing into either of those things <laughs> no, in for sure no. perspective <laughs> just to get a perspective <laughs> I'm like you should move to Utah you should have a baby you should get married at 19 and do exactly that <laughs> just to get perspective for no other like reason. actually don't do that <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh that's so funny okay well um I guess we can jump into the questions. Yeah, no, yeah, we, I loved it. Oh my gosh, no, it's so fun getting to know other people and, and just all like, hearing their stories. Into boundaries and burnout. no, yeah, we're about to get all into that. So, yeah. but I think there's like the first question. It would just be fun. Is um, like what is kind of the biggest way? Maybe we already talked about it, um, but the biggest way like you struggled in burnout, maybe starting or like just maybe even recently, and kind of how you've been able to overcome that, or good ways that you've been able to overcome that. Um. So, I wouldn't say I was like truly, truly burnt out until I'd been in the game for like two or three years. I was kind of just on that high of like, oh my gosh, photographer high. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like people pay for this. Like people pay me to do this. Like, this is amazing, <clears throat> which I still feel that way. Oh, but yeah. I wouldn't say, and it was until, um, around the time I got married. So in 2018, been doing photography for like four ish. Well, yeah. Like three or four years by then, um, weddings at least. And then I, I actually, it's so embarrassing to admit, but it's a big pivotal moment in my career, I guess, is I did a wedding the day before I got married. No way. And it's kind of embarrassing to talk about because, and again, like it has nothing to do with the client, but I do regret taking on that event the day before my wedding Mm. because in hindsight, like it wasn't enough money to change my life. It wasn't like I missed out on, I had so much family in town Mm. and we didn't do anything because I was like, everyone was together, but me and I'm like literally the bride. And after that, I got just kind of had this huge, like, what am I doing? Like this Mm. big, and I kind of started my own burnout by doing that event. Mm. And it kind of made me mad. Like it kind of made me look back on everything that I had given up over the years doing photography, because especially those first few years, like you will do anything to make a photo shoot happen. Yeah. And it's not even always for the money. It's like, you don't want to disappoint people. You're not sure how to communicate to people that that's kind of out of your comfort zone or you'd rather not do it this day. Like you just don't really have that booking confidence, I guess. And like the thought of asking if someone can do it on a different day is like, what? Like, why would I do that? I'm just going to make it work for them. So I guess I kind of started my own burnout by doing that. And then after I got married, I still had a ton of work. Like I was working all the time, but I just started to really look at things differently. Like, okay, 
not only am I like creatively burnt out, but schedule wise, I'm burnt out. If that makes any sense, like I'm done giving up my weekends. I'm done. Like I kind of just started to resent everything. And photography was also so different back then too. Like I feel like nowadays there are no rules and whatever you want to do, you can do. But back then I just kind of felt like I was in this box and I don't know. I just scheduled myself to death and creatively it was like, well, I've done all I can do. And now I'm married and now I'm going to this huge new phase of life. And it was a lot. It was like more than just creative burnout. It was like burnout in every phase of or part of my life. Yeah. And then to get out of that, I just had to set boundaries. Like I creatively, I would say I was still kind of just doing my normal routine, which like I can talk about that later about how I don't really have a routine nowadays that kind of messes with you creatively to have a routine um, while you're doing a photo shoot. But I just started putting in place business hours. Mm -hmm. And the biggest thing that I finally realized was why am I treating this any different than like the subway down the street? (laughs) Like, you can't call up a subway worker at 11 p.m. and ask them for a sandwich. No, yeah. And why do I treat my business any differently? And we all, I feel like anyone self-employed or creative or anything like that, we all do it. Like, we just bend over backwards. And I think that's how burnout, I mean, at least for me, that's how burnout starts is I just mm. feel like I just have no rules. Like, there are no rules and there's no regulations of my business I'm just doing whatever people want whenever they want me to Mm -hmm. and it makes you do things like take on a wedding the day before you get married or miss so-and-so's birthday party because you're doing this or and I don't know it's just not it's just not worth it that's Mm -hmm. my biggest advice for like brand new photographers is just be smart with your scheduling and that doesn't mean you have to miss out on jobs either right yeah like you can have five shoots in three days rather than like every single day of the week and you have no life if you need those five shoots because you got to pay your bills find a different way do one in the morning and one in the evening three days in a row or you know, like just stop missing out on life. Cause that's, what's going to burn you out. Yep. And it doesn't, I mean, there's, I wouldn't say there's any other advice for creative burnout either. Like it all kind of plays in together. And I don't know if that makes sense. Like no, they just go hand so in hand sense. creatively and just personally and business wise and man, I've just, you just miss out on so many things. And then I look back and I'm like, for what? Like literally for what? And And asking people to do it on another day is not going to end the world. Yeah, no, for real. And I think like we go into this business because we obviously love photography, but I think like even one of the reasons I went in is like, there's going to be so much more like freedom in it and blah, blah, blah. But then because you love it so much, you just want to give up everything for it. And I think that's why you start doing that. And there's no one over you telling you, you know, you have, you can't come in at this time. You have to blah, blah, blah. Like these are our rules of our place. There's like no one telling you that. And so Mm -hmm. the sooner you put those into place for yourself, the better, um, and I think a lot of times just as starting out too, you're like, sometimes get into that mindset of, okay, well I'll put those boundaries in later. Like I get that, but I, yeah, I'm not now. there yet. Yeah. Like yeah. I'm not there yet. Like I'll put those in later when I like have more clients or I'll put, I'll, I'll take a day off whenever I get to this place I need to be in, or I'll do this whenever you name it. And yeah, I think I that's haven't earned that yet. It's like, yeah. No, yeah. And I think just don't do that. No, absolutely. And I think that's such a dangerous spot to be in because right now in your young age and the like prime of your career and the time where you're building things, that's when you're training and teaching yourself on how to respect yourself, on how to respect your business, on how Mm -hmm. to like play a part in these things. And even a lot of people do this in like, you know, even businesses outside of entrepreneurship, like even in their company, they don't set boundaries for themselves 
um, or set boundaries for themselves, like in their, and they'll just like overwork themselves and stay up late at night, like pouring their heart and soul into like whatever business or, um, whatever boss they're trying to please or anything like that. And then you're just teaching yourself how to be a workaholic for life, because it's kind of like, you can't teach a dog, um, an old dog, new tricks, kind of the same, like for humans, like it's going to be a lot harder to develop that self-respect for yourself later down the road. If you've been constantly teaching yourself, it's okay to work overnight. It's okay to keep burning yourself out. It's okay to keep disrespecting your time um, and letting other people treat you that way too. So I completely agree. Yeah. I was going to say when you treat yourself and your business that way, like you are subconsciously projecting that onto your client, telling them that it's okay to do that to you too. Yeah. Like my most disrespectful clients was at the time in my business where like I was disrespectful to myself because of Mm. how my schedule was planned out and my creative boundaries and just, you know, waiting an hour for someone to show up. Like, what does that tell my client? Like, Mm. oh, I'll do anything for you. Like, I don't have anything else going on. And I mean, you don't have to be a jerk. Like, again, there's balance in everything, but any other business wouldn't wait for you for an hour. Like mm-hmm. they just wouldn't. Yeah. And this all going to say like, yeah, like you said, you don't have to be like mean about it and be like, nope, you didn't show up. Like, yeah, you know, like you can be like, Hey, you know, just like, you know, like kind of like redirect them, but not disrespect your own time. Not, you know, make set, like not let them treat you poorly. Um, yeah while still treating like them and as much respect as possible, but like also respecting yourself. So I just think the balance of two is the both is like so important. Yeah. I there's, I don't know. You can just tell when people are willing to do whatever. And like, I don't know, that's a tricky place to be because Mm -hmm. it's like, Oh, she's so laid back. And then it's like, well, but I don't, I don't know. It's tricky. Yeah, no, it definitely is. And I think there really is like just a good professional boundary. Cause I think once you bring professionalism into it and be like, Hey, like, no worries, I can do this and this. And I don't mind like if this happens or like, you know, if you're five or 10 minutes late, like no problem. Um, but after like, you know, if, if you put those boundaries into place and like use it as professionalism rather than being like mean, cause it's not mean, it's just like professionalism. Um, mm-hmm then like, that's really respectful. But if you're just like still a kind soul and like willing to work it out, like if something happens, you're like willing to go like the extra step to work something out, um, or spend yeah. a little extra time with them because so-and-so this happened or whatever. Like, I think yeah. that's where it's like, that's your kindness coming in. But if it's just like way over the boundary and they're disrespecting your time or trying to contact you over different hours that you're not available or like anything like that, I think that at that point, is just like a redirecting and be like, just kind of a, a gentle reminder and being like, Hey, like, by the way, like just to remind you, like this is the hours I work, or this is the this time. This is my contract that you signed. <laughs> yeah, just like little things like that, where it's like a gentle reminder, and you're still being kind in it, and you're still being respectful, but you're also still respecting yourself. So I think there definitely is just that balance. Totally. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Um, okay. What? Um, what are some? I I think we kind of went through this a little bit, but did you have any other like? action steps you took personally to like avoid burnout um and I feel like I'm kind of a broken record because I feel like everybody says the same thing but I hate to say it it really is the little things that everyone talks about like putting together your own styled shoots for Mm. creative burnout um no I actually think that's so important and I'd love to hear like more about that for from you too because I think some people forget that they can still do free things in order to like Mm -hmm. make themselves feel free in their creativity because like your business is still like also your hobby and something that you love. And so to order to keep loving it, like putting together your own things, I think is so important and something that a lot of people forget too, honestly. Yeah. I, I didn't put together a styled shoot for myself until I had been doing it for like five years and that makes me sad because those are some of my favorite sessions now. Um, and oh, also said, I feel like there's going to be people on here. Again. Yeah. I feel like there's going to be people on here that don't know really what a style shoot is. Will you explain? Oh, style shoot just basically like you put everything together. Like you style the outfits, you find the couple, you pick the location. Like it's just, you know, a, it's just a shoot for you. Exactly. Yeah. Um, you have total control over everything. 
Um, I've done a few just since moving. I actually moved to Southern Utah a couple weeks ago and I've put together a couple styled shoots since living here. And like, there are some of my favorite photos I've ever taken Uh because I'm in a new place and I have total control. And so I think that's something that is so underrated and people kind of get into the thought of like, oh, it's going to be expensive, but a lot of people model for like model for free. Oh yeah. Because they want the photos and like, that's not free. I mean, that's a lot of value if you think about it. Like, Hey, I'm willing to do a shoe for like, if your normal session price is $850 and you, you find models that will do it for free. It's like, well, it's not really free. They're getting $850 worth of photos. That's true. So again, like the value you place on it, people will want to do it. Yeah. And there's obviously like those people out there that like, model like professionally and like that's how they make their career so I've even reached out to some people like that and they're like you know what I actually do this professionally like I need to make money off of it and I'm like okay yeah no worries like yeah until I understand when they say no but then there is those other couples that are just like very like a modely type kind of couple like they just know how to pose well in front of the camera or they even want to try it out with you or mm-hmm. you know and you can direct them or you just find like a cute couple on Instagram like I don't know like but and they yeah sometimes just love doing those kind of and things you can free. find people anywhere like anywhere. I've found couples on TikTok yeah I've found people just like cute couples videos and I'll go to their page and then like I'll go to their Instagram and I'll find yeah. a way to take photos of them or Instagram is big um, asking other photographers if they know couples in the area that would so be interested. True. Great. Or, I mean, having, putting it out on your story to find people, there's a lot of ways and paying people isn't always a bad idea either. Like mm-hmm. I think like some of my favorite photos I've taken for a style shoot, like I paid those models because they know what they're doing and yeah again it kind of just depends on like the vibe you're going for sometimes shooting with people who aren't models I feel like you can get just as good of a result because you're almost practicing on them like models can kind of just show up and I don't know there's a time for both like if you're Mm -hmm. wanting a certain specific style but I would say most of the time the people I ask aren't models yeah. And I'm, I'm fine with that because a lot of my clients aren't models. Right. So I'm going to practice with people who aren't models. Yeah. No, same. Most of the style shoots I've done, it's just been like a cute couple I saw or <laughs> like just like maybe a friend of a friend or something like that. And I'm like, mm-hmm. you guys could work out well if I just taught you a little bit. You know what I mean? So totally. it's, it's so fun to do, especially if you have like a fun idea or you're like, even if you like see something on Pinterest and you're like, oh, I really wish like a client would hire me to do something like that. Like if you do it yourself, there you go, you know, and then you have those photos. Yes. And that is something I'm trying to work on myself is like, you have to produce what you want people to start booking you for. Oh, 100%. They don't know that you do it. Like if you don't take artistic, beautiful, blurry editorial photos, no one's going to book you for those type of photos. So like get out, style a shoe, do it, and then post them and show that you do that because no one can read your mind and they're going to go with someone else who's posting about those type of photos. And that might be, you know, and that's why when I moved down here, I started doing a bunch because I live in Southern Utah now and it is a desert, (laughs) like compared to where I used to live. It's a total desert but I don't have any desert photos on my page. So who's going to book me in the desert Mm. if I don't show that I'm like shooting in the desert? Oh, I know. It sounds so simple, but you know, how do I get my ideal client? It's like, well, are you styling a shoe for your ideal client? Like, are you putting that out there kind of thing? Yeah. Are you showing whatever that person is like that you do stuff for them too? And No. Yeah. Yeah. I did the exact same thing when I moved to New York, literally like I just said right before I moved to New York, I set up like weeks of just like styled shoots that I put together. So when I got to New York, I could start posting New York content and start putting things Mm -hmm. on my feed that were about New York. And so people wouldn't just be like, cause I just had like a bunch of Arkansas content, like of fields and like, Mm -hmm. so I moved to New York and been like, come people hire me. They'd be like, she does not live in New York or like, wait, nothing of her resembles like, yeah, resembles anything we want or anything like that. So it just, it yeah. helps to put together those like shoots. 
And there's just no pressure. That's what's mm-hmm. so great when you're in the burnout stage and you do a shoot like that. There's no pressure. You can shoot for 10 minutes. You can shoot for an hour. Like you can have five outfits. You can have one. Like there's no pressure. You control everything. You can take it as slow as you want. Um, and yeah. that's why, especially when you're burnt out, it's like, just do something that's fun. No pressure. Mm-hmm. You don't have to, you know, you don't even really have to gel with these people because they're not your client. Like it's just practice. Practice. And so true. we you know, athletes don't stop practicing just because yeah. they're professional. Like that doesn't so true. make any sense. Yeah. No, exactly. And I think that's just like, so like sometimes forgotten and like the photography entrepreneur aspect is you're like, oh, well, I'm now making money off of it. So I'm good to like, just keep doing like client work and not do anything fun anymore. And I just think that's like so sad and like a mistake that I feel like could be made just because, you know, like you said, like no one stops practicing your career. You're never good enough, too good enough or whatever to stop practicing, to stop um, up, up leveling yourself in any sort of way. And if you want to keep like up leveling and like finding joy out of it, like try new and creative things, like try something you haven't done before, um, you know, mm-hmm. be able to create your own shoot that you've really always wanted to and like continue to make it your hobby. So I think that's so important with creative burnout. So important. Yeah. Keeping it a hobby is that's a big one. Mm-hmm. Like otherwise you're going to be a prisoner within your hobby and you'll be like yeah. I wish this wasn't my hobby. and then you'll be looking for a new hobby and you'll yeah. be thinking well photography is my job but this is my new hobby it's like no 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 no. let's keep it the same because your yeah. work's going to be way better yeah if, you know I've even just picked up on like also random different things like like I started film photography mm-hmm. and I was like okay this is something I don't want to use for my career right now but it's like a fun little side hobby but it still has to do with photography so I'm like really letting out a creative like aspect in that and being able to fill myself up creatively, um, without making it my career. Or sometimes I'll go into like a random bookstore and I'll go to the photography section and I'll just look through all the magazines and get inspiration. And like, there's just like little things that you can implement like that, that fills you up creatively and like, doesn't burn you out, but gives you more inspiration. Mm -hmm. Something I love along those lines is location scouting. That's like Mm. one of the best thing that kind of fuels me like if I'm kind of down in the dumps and I just feel like oh I'm just I've been doing the same thing over and over again I my location scouting time is like precious time to me Mm. and I love I love it some people hate it like getting literally getting in their car driving around and trying to find places or I will sit on google maps for four (laughs) five hours like that's how I find the majority of my shoots Google Maps and I get very excited about it because I'm like oh my gosh nobody's been here like I have and sometimes I will be places and I'm like I can say with confidence I might be the only person that's ever taken photos in Mm. this spot and And that is a very exciting yeah yeah and that's like such a good thing too whenever you're feeling burnout because going to the same location over and over again with the same kind of client and the same kind of poses and the same, so like, bad. of course you're going to feel burnt out. You know <laughs> so what I mean? Bad. Like you got to continue to let your creativity like flow. That's why you went into this. So like go somewhere yeah. new, like come up with new poses, like even maybe like search Pinterest for a little bit and like just have different like pose ideas in your mind to like try out on your next client and like explore with them. Like, don't be afraid to explore with your clients because like they want that creativity too. Like they hired you for like your eye and like the things that you do. So yeah, that was a big part of like growing up and living in Utah is everyone is everyone and their dogs a photographer. Like we have the most <laughs> saturated market. I've I just it's exhausting. You probably feel that way in New mm-hmm. York. But oh yeah. Like everyone's at the same spot, everyone's doing the same thing, everyone has the same gear, everyone's using the same presets. Like it is ridiculous. And I, I was caught up in that for a long time. Like, oh, I'm just like everyone else. Like I was kind of in that self-pity, like it's because I live in Utah and everyone's mm. a driver. But it was like, as soon as I got out there and I started finding my own locations, it was like, I never even thought about it again. It's like, how do you, how do you do it? How do you live in Utah? So many photographers, I'm like, I don't even think about it because yeah, you're just like, I'm doing my own thing. Like, yeah, I'm not up at you know, this canyon at this lake where everyone else is like, I'm, I'm off doing my own thing. 
with clients who booked me for that reason. Mm-hmm. And that's a very like validating feeling too. And that's actually a part of my package is like a self-scouted location mm-hmm. so that that's the cool. client knows like they're not going to get what everyone else is getting. That's awesome. And that's that keeps cool. it very creative. So that's really yeah, awesome. I was going to the same place every time it's and Utah weddings are very repetitive too. Everybody kind of does the same thing. So yeah. we got to break, break the cycle. Mm-hmm. So no matter where you live. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Um, another little question is like, if you're currently like feeling burnout, like you're just in the midst of it, like, let's just say you're even someone who's has just like a million weddings ahead of them, but you're just so burnt out. And like, you're just currently like in the thick of it. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what, what's something you would suggest or just like one thing or a few things or something that you've even implemented? Um, well, I was in that boat in June. I had four weddings in June, which for me was a lot coming off of maternity leave. Like Mm -hmm. I'd only had like two weddings between April and June. And then I had, no, I think I might've had five yeah, I had five weddings in June. Um, and on top of that, I, I have pretty severe depression actually. Mm. So on top of the burnout was my own personal life burnout, (laughs) like very, very, I was having like a super, super low depressive, I would call it an episode. Um, and I had five weddings ahead of me and it was like, Mm well, crap, like I can't even brush my teeth. <laughs> How am I supposed oh, yeah. to? So like, I totally get it. Um, and the best thing I did at that time was just ask for help. Mm, like so I needed true. a lot of help. And it was the first time where I kind of just like let my pride go and asked for that help. Mm. and some of that help came from my clients and no I didn't divulge what was going on in my personal life with them because they have so much going on and you have to keep it professional but I did let them know like hey I do have a few things going on in my personal life right now that might extend your like my turnaround time Mm. so I just wanted to let you know now like this was before I even shot their wedding this was like weeks before yeah and that was me kind of asking for their help in Mm -hmm. a professional way I guess because I mean personally I am not gonna lay that all out on a bride who's two weeks away from her wedding and already stressed like I just don't think that's the way to go about things um and I also had to put myself first in the way of like, like I had a wedding in South Dakota the first week of June. And up until that wedding, like I was laying in bed, like Mm. couldn't function. Like Mm -hmm. I had, I just couldn't function. I couldn't take care of my child. I couldn't take care of myself. I couldn't, I couldn't do anything. Mm -hmm. Um, So I had a lot of help. And then I ended up booking a ticket for my husband to go with me to South Dakota. And it was like $1,200 and not everyone is going to want to do that. But for me, it was like, I have to do this Mm -hmm. because like I have this responsibility and I have to get through it. So I think sometimes for your sanity, like you're just going to have to do things that kind of suck. But like when you're in it, I, it feels like you're always going to be in it. But even now looking back, here I am like end of September I look back at that and I'm like okay I can't believe I did that like you have to give yourself some credit too absolutely and that's kind of different because you know mental health is very important but I think when you're in it it just feels like you're always going to be in it and a lot of things in life kind of relate to that but asking for help um also outsourcing mm-hmm. like I hired someone to do all my emails and it's the best thing I've ever done in my life oh yeah and I spend little to no money on it like people don't do it because they think it's going to be expensive it's like okay I have someone 
that does my photography emails and it maybe takes them 15 minutes a day and I pay her $15 an hour. That's like an hour a week. Mm -hmm. I'm out like 15 bucks. Like it's crazy how much you can outsource for such a little amount of money. And I think that's why people don't do it. And taking stress off your plate. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, oh my gosh, so much stress, so much stress off. I just hired someone to be on my team kind of part-time, um, to take care of like customer service Mm -hmm. and emails and all that. And I just like, I sat with my sister one day and I was, I was, this was when I was kind of in the thick of burnout and I was sitting there and I was talking Mm -hmm. to her and I was like, she's like, well, what stresses you out the most? And I'm just like, just the communication with clients, just day in, day out feeling like I'm missing something 24 seven, like blah, blah, blah. And so whenever I just like kind of finally spoke that out loud and realized that's what was my stressor, I kept being like, well, I'm just going to hire someone one day. I'm going to hire someone one day. And eventually it was just like, no, I need to hire someone like today. <laughs> like, and I need to outsource today. that. And I think it was just my fear of how do I do that? Like I already have so much on my plate, like trying to train someone to do that's like, sounds crazy. Like, and then I was like, also money and like all these just thoughts going through my head. And I was like, you know what? Like my money is a tool right now and I need to use it to, you know, hire someone. And like, I also, it's just going to help my mental health so much more and like my stress and it's going to make me enjoy my job again. I'm going to be able to actually take on more photo shoots again, because I'm going to have that stress gone. Like just all these different things that I'm like, this is going to help me. And like, yeah, maybe it's going to be a hard step to take immediately, but like in the long run, I need it. And that was like my kind of way of asking for help when I was in burnout. And I just like, I didn't even enjoy my job for a little bit. I was just so in the thick of burnout. And like, all of a sudden, like I'm coming back again. I'm like, okay, like these are fun things, like stuff that I can do. I feel that way too. It's so hard when you're in it. It's so hard. It just feels like there's no light at the end of the tunnel. And you also compare yourself to people who are not in it. Like Mm -hmm. it's funny because everyone's posting on the same Instagram, but nobody knows who's in burnout and who isn't. Oh, absolutely. So it's you would have no idea thinking I'm the only one feeling this way. Look at everyone else. And it's like, I've been posting photos from a year ago because I have no (laughs) new stuff that I like, (laughs) like, and nobody knows it. No. Or things like that. And, you know, or back in June, like I'm posting about, Oh, I'm in South Dakota and look, my husband got to go with me. Like, that's probably what people are thinking. Like, well, what do you know? I'm out a thousand dollars because I couldn't have done this unless he came with me. Like I couldn't have done it. And people don't know know that side. Mm -mm. No, they don't. But as a professional, I also don't want to share that side. Yeah. And which totally makes sense. I need my husband to go. (laughs) (laughs) Which yeah, totally makes sense. And like, you can't really on that kind of platform, but like, Also, that's why like comparison on those kinds of platforms is so dangerous and just going to cause more burnout for you because you're (laughs) going to think you're not doing enough. Um, And probably the truth of the matter is you're probably doing more than enough and you probably need to ask for a little bit more help. And we all have and all need it if we haven't. Yeah. And there's something about, I don't know, women just seem to not want to ask for help literally ever. Yeah. I mean, nobody, nobody likes asking for help and that's not to say men don't like asking for help because no, they don't either, yeah. but it's just funny how we just, we weren't meant to do this alone. Mm-hmm. And I've learned that more since becoming a mom too. Mm. Um, and you look at how we used to live our lives, like hundreds of years ago, people were feeding each other's kids, mm. you know, like just it takes a village and it's like, why do we treat our business? Or in my case, it was like the hybrid between my mental health and my business. Like, why do I treat it any differently? And it's even people online, like, Hey, I need help Mm. putting it out on Instagram. Like if you feel, if you feel like you don't have anyone around you, it's like, put out on your story that you're having a hard time and you would love to know what people do when they're feeling burnt out. Yeah. You'll get responses. Like, yeah. And you don't just like having that community too is like so important. Mm -hmm. Sometimes when I felt the most burnout, it's because I felt the most alone in what I was doing. And Mm -hmm. like, I hadn't, didn't have any other photographers to speak into me or like talk to me or like just people I can relate with. And like, honestly, like even having this podcast is such an amazing outlet because it's like, I can relate to people and be like, oh my gosh, yeah, they're feeling it too. Like they have an incredible, like social media platform and they look like they're just doing like the most and everything like that. And then I jump on a call and it's just like that relation and like that relating Mm -hmm. with them is just so powerful because you're like, okay, yeah, you're doing 
all these things too, but you're also struggling and Mm -hmm. it's just, it's a cool thing to be able to relate with people. So I even just say, go out and be with people too, if you're feeling burnt out. Yeah. And when you're in that, look at your opportunity to shoot as like a break, like Mm. from everything else. Like that's Mm -hmm. why I think I'm loving it so much right now is because like, I have my personal life. I have my responsibilities that I'm doing and things I'm working through and whatever. But like when I'm shooting, like my husband said something actually that just like blew me away a couple months ago, which I was shooting. This is when I was kind of in that like depressed episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got back in the car and I was like, Oh, I just hate having to fake it. Like I hate having to like get out and be this bubbly photographer and like try and, you know, and it's so exhausting to try and like be the person that this person booked me which was me back Mm -hmm. then. Mm -hmm. And he was like, I don't think you're faking it at all. Like, I think that's truly who you are. Like when you're Mm. shooting, like that is who you are. And I was like, you know, you're probably right. Like that is my truest self is when I'm doing something that I love. Like I'm not faking it at all. Oh, wow. That's good. And it was so interesting. And I think about it all the time now and it makes me so excited to go to shoots And it makes me so excited to scout for this and plan this because I'm like, I'm just exercising who I really am Mm -hmm. and getting a break instead of it, like holding me as a prisoner. Mm -hmm. No. And that's such a good perspective to look on it of being like these shoots, these times where I'm with clients, like blah, 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 this is my break in a sense, because like, it's precious to me. yeah, Yeah. I'm not like behind the screen or, you know, editing or whatever, which all those things are great too. But it's like, when I'm interacting with people, when I'm like doing, I'm in the thick of the job that I found the most passion for, like, that's when I also think I'm my most true self. And like, I'm just like, so focused in, like, I have such like a focused in vision where I've like almost got hit by cars so many times, like run into people, like, you know, like, it's just like, I'm just like locked in and it's such a cool thing to be like, I just think nothing else is on my mind except that shoot in the moment. And honestly, it is like a mental break. Yeah. Yeah. How cool is it that I have something that actually takes me away from everything that I'm dealing with at home? Yeah. Like I have a break. Mm-hmm. and a break from my own freaking mind sometimes mm-hmm. like, so this thing's moving at a million so miles an true. hour so true so yeah I love that oh my I gosh. guess looking at burnout as more of an abundant thing than you know a scarcity thing absolutely like, oh this is my chance to have something that's just mine yep so. yep yeah oh this was so good is there anything <laughs> else that like you have to say about burnout or, um, boundaries or just any of those little things? I think just in my mind, like pricing boundaries and burnout are like the sandwich of success <laughs> because Good, yeah. if you're doing 10 shoots a week, for 50 bucks, like you, that's going to lead you to burnout. And that's mm-hmm. because you have a lack of boundaries. Like mm-hmm. it's kind of this, if one thing is off, they're all off. Yeah. And I also, I just got the, I don't know if you've seen India Earl's pricing guide or did you see that she came out with a pricing guide? Do you follow India oh, Earl? No, I follow her. Yeah. yeah. I love her work. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, just... I did not. Did you go to her conference? Like, I think it was in Utah, right? I didn't go to anything. Okay. Um, she had like a little I just, conference. I was literally thinking about flying out to go to it, oh, fine. but I had a couple of sheets that week. So I was like, not going to work out, but. Oh, that would have been fun. I didn't even see that she did that. Yeah. But I bought her pricing guide and okay. um, she talks about that a little bit. And so just the fact that the people who get burnt out the fastest are the people who aren't charging enough for their work because. Mm. Oh, that's good. That's like and it's not just about money it's about the value and like how you perceive your own value and like you don't have to be money motivated no when you raise your pricing it's what am what is my time worth yeah like that's when I got the most burnout is when I was making like the most money but it's because I was shooting so freaking much 
Like, no, and that's again, why, if one thing's off, they're all off. Yeah. And that's why it's so valuable. Your price is not like for the money motivation or anything, but it's like, okay, what, how many shoots do I need to do in order to not burn out? And then, okay, mm-hmm. how much money do I need to be making in order to make a, like a living? And yeah. then like, what does that look like together? And then like, pricing yourself accordingly to that. So like, okay, well then I need to upscale my prices so I can like do three shoots instead of like 10 shoots for the mm-hmm. same amount of, you know, whatever. So it's, yeah, it's so important. I completely and pricing agree. yourself accordingly, at like, so that you can do one free shoot a week. Yeah. Like so true. you can afford to do a free shoot every week for yourself or every yeah. month or you can kind of make a budget for a styled shoot, like, oh, I want to pay this couple or, and I just think it's also relative. Like, yeah, you pay a couple 200 bucks for one hour, but then you get three clients from that one shoot. Like it's so this circle of life. So, so, so true. Oh my gosh. And yeah. So that's kind of what I think about when it comes to burnout is the sandwich, which is pricing boundaries and burnout because again, like, yeah those three they'll always align and so if you're ever in that kind of you're reevaluating one you should be evaluating all of absolutely those. yeah and also I feel like me as like a beginner or like maybe not even full-time yet or just had gone full-time or whatever might have been listening to this and I would have been like okay, yeah, that's great. But I'll do that later in life when I'm making more money or have more clients or blah, blah, blah. Like everything I'm even like hearing from you now, like start that now, like really do start that now. I think (laughs) that was one of the worst mistakes I made starting was just that mindset. I kept going, well, when I'm better, well, when I have more clients, well, when I can even do that. When I'm in year Earl, I'll be charging, you know, I'll charge this. I'll "Mm, I'll do that now. Like I'll, yeah, I'll sit here now and be like, okay, well, when I, and I'm like, wait, what am I doing? Like, I need to be implementing that now. Like I need to be focusing on that now. So it's like, no matter what stage you're in, these are things to implement. Like no matter if you just picked up a camera or you're 10 years down the road, like these are things to implement because it's again, going to teach you that respect for yourself. And even if it means you raise your session price, $100. So you can do one less shoot a month. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Like you're already doing the first and then in, you know, depending on your demand, you raise it another hundred, then yeah. you're doing two less shoots a month. Like it yeah. doesn't have to be this. Well, I need to start charging $10,000 for a wedding. Today. <laughs> no, it's yeah. like, no, no, it might not happen that way. Like maybe if you're lucky, that would be amazing. I wish I was charging $10,000 for a wedding. That would be amazing. Yeah. But no, again, it it's definitely just, is not that it's like still do what your clients like you can do and like your clients in your area are doing, but like, don't underball yourself and like be able to be okay to raise your prices. Cause there'll still be clients there that are willing to pay for that. And there'll still mm-hmm. be people that are willing to respect your work and like want who you are. So definitely yeah. just don't, don't downplay yourself is the biggest thing. Totally. And maybe your pricing is great, but your issue is boundaries. So it's like, well, I'm making enough money, but I'm working on the weekend. So maybe I start shooting Monday through Thursday. Yeah. And that's yeah. it. And if you can't do it Monday through Thursday, sorry, but most people can, like most people will make it work mm-hmm. if they want to make it work. Yeah. Or even and... like something I do is like, I do a lot of weddings on the weekends. And so I just save, like, I, I really allow myself to rest during the weekdays totally. and kind of do more what I want to do or do something fun or whatever. Or like, even like, let's just say I have even a busier day, like I have, or not a busier day, but a busier week. Like, let's just say like, I'm kind of just like, I needed to be kind of crowded that week. I'll make sure I'll give myself a lot of time off during those days then. Mm-hmm. So maybe like have a shoot that night, but like throughout the whole rest of the day, like I'm like taking it slow or being able to hang out with friends or whatever. Cause like, mm-hmm. I might not have just like a full day, but I make sure I give myself plenty of time during that week to be able to take time for myself. Totally. Yeah. The days where you're just editing, 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 and then you got to leave for your shoot. It's like, no, that's no way to live. That's like, not a way to live. You're just a prisoner to yourself. Is, like you said, you are a prisoner and that leads to burnout. It's mm-hmm. just like A, B, yeah. and C. Like go do something you, you love to them. do and then go to that shoot or something, you know, like really yeah. implement different things. Don't just go, go, go. Cause it's or be intentional you. about the session. Like go scout the location two hours before. Yeah. So when that session, that's one of my favorite things to do. And that keeps it really creative and like very intentional for me is I show up and none of my clients know this, but I show up like an hour, sometimes two hours 
early Mm -hmm. and I just scout explore around because I might find something that I wouldn't have found and like that's very peaceful like sacred Mm -hmm. time for me because I'm just by myself I'm not on my computer yeah maybe I've edited a little before that day but like I'm just taking time by myself and then I feel like fully prepared when they show up and the session always runs smoother when I do that. Which just like, makes you feel so much more restful during the session. And then you're not like a crazy person and feeling stressed and yeah. um, you know what to do and you haven't thought or prepared. Like it's just going to make you feel go? so much more. Yeah. It's going to make you feel so much more peaceful, which is just going to like uplevel your life. Of, yes. And your okay. clients feel it like mm-hmm. they, and if you're there, like how impressive is it, is it of a photographer to be like, oh yeah, like come look at this spot I found. Like you yeah. guys are going to love it. Like yeah. how good would that make you feel as a client? Like, oh my gosh, like, she's right. Look at this. Like, this is amazing. <laughs> and like, she took the time. Like mm-hmm. they really do just feel it. And if you're confident, like it just translates. And like the more at peace and just kind of relaxed I am, which I get those jitters out. Cause like I get the jitters before a shoot, but like it's oh, kind yeah. of a tangent, but like the more at peace I am when my clients show up, the better the photos turn out. And like, okay. I think going early, even 30 minutes early, just to kind of get those jitters out. Mm-hmm. I feel like it all translates. And yeah, again, circle of life. It's just, so true. it's a thing in photography. I yeah. Think. So good. Oh my gosh. This was all so helpful. Thank you so much for just coming on here and talking about all this. I feel like it's just even a refresh to me. I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm like, you need to be doing more of those things. You know what I mean? Like I, totally. I there are things I need to remind myself of day in, day out. So thank you so much. Like I know well, this is and for so me, helpful. the best way to learn is to teach. So I hope you know it did the same for me. Oh so yeah. Thank you for having me. Of course.